forever. Dog. Hey there, Double Threat listeners. It's your pal Brett here. And first of all, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving. I hope you had a wonderful under the circumstances holiday week and a restful and a safe one. Second, we've got new merch on the Double Threat merch store just in time for the holidays. Uh, We've got Tom and Julie as Beavis and Butthead. That's a design by Stephen Winchell. And we've got all-time creeps Keith Raniere, Garrison Keillor, and the Crypt Keeper as the Three Amigos. And that one's by Lisa Yoder. Both super talented designers, incredible designs. You can get those at tpublic.com slash stores slash double dash threat or follow the link in the show notes. And third, a quick word on the audio in today's episode. So for this recording, which happened this past Saturday, Julie called in from an undisclosed location. Uh, She wouldn't tell us where she was. It was all very mysterious and, to be honest, kind of cool. But long story short, Julie is not on mic for this episode. Uh, We pulled her audio from Zoom. It sounds totally fine, just a little different, and you'll get used to it immediately. But Julie felt bad that she didn't have her mic with her, and so in return, she made a Spotify playlist of her favorite Frank. Zappa songs for you to enjoy. There's a lot of Zappa talk in this episode. Uh, So as soon as you're done listening to this, go listen to that Frank Zappa playlist. I'll put a link in the show notes to that as well. Julie also wants me to add that she does not endorse any of the lyrics in these songs, but 100% endorses the music and the vibe. So that's enough disclaimers for this episode. And now on with the show. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get even though you're in bed and I'm clinically depressed. Let's get jacked for let's the show, get right? Jacked up like cheese, like my favorite fucking cheese. No, I like to get pumped up and do uh quick three hundred push ups. Burpees. Three hundred sit ups, three hundred burpees. I like to do burpees after I drink too much soda. Yeah. Uh, you can't help it. You're a, the burpee champion. <laughs> Belchies. Yeah, that was it's so funny. That was never ever ever like funny to me when somebody would just go, Bleh. What? I don't know. I never like when some like when somebody would be talking and then just burp halfway through a thing, they'd be like, So anyway, I'm go with that Bleh. I'd be like, You are not as You're funny telling as you think me you are. That you, Tom yeah. Sharpling. Mm-hmm. As a young man growing up, mm-hmm. speaking to one of his peers yeah. in high school, where I know you were quarterback at homecoming king. Oh, yeah. You got to be a football hero. You got to be like, that was my theme. You were you you wore a letter jacket. Mm-hmm. You had um, a fur coat. You wear over the letter jacket and one of those pennants. Oh, yeah, I was very rah-rah. I wore my raccoon uh, jacket. Oh, you were terribly rah-rah. I drove around in my my Studebaker. Yeah. And you're saying that you, as the most popular dude in all of New Jersey, Mm -hmm. would be hanging with one of your many bros, and in the middle of a conversation, they go, 
Burp. And you wouldn't laugh? No, they'd be out of the group. <gasps> they'd be out. <gasps> I bounced them. That's the thing. It was like a minefield back then. It was like everything was like the game for me. I was like the orca- I was like the orchestrator of the game. What was the game? Oh, no. Well, I was obviously, as the quarterback of the team, I was the orchestrator of that game where I'd air it out. It'd be like we'd be in the huddle and then the coach would be drawing up a play. He And I would just say to the coach, it's a coach, just give me the damn ball. <laughs> you like Nicholson? You go, just get me the damn ball. Yes, I would son say of a bitch. I'd be in this in the huddle and I would say. I wonder what it would be like if Jack Nicholson was a quarterback for a high school football team. I think it might go a little something like this. And then I would turn around. Yeah. I'd turn around uh-huh. outside the huddle. Yeah. And then you I would take come your, back Did you take in. off your helmet and slick your hair back? Or did you pretend to slick I'd your hair back on hair the back. helmet? Okay. I'd pull. I Yeah. And I'd go, look here, coach. It's a football game. Just get me the damn ball. And then he'd say, yeah, you're the quarterback. You're going to get the damn ball. That's how football works. Did your it's coach like, do a Dustin Hoffman impression in return? Like, because the two of you were just like riffing on 70s actors together. Oh, yeah. We would just do all this character work. He'd do Bruce Dern. And then John I would. Cazale. I'd do John Cazal, And then we would just go through the thing. And then meanwhile, the ref comes over and he was the ref is just like. We need to start the game, and then the but then the ref would jump in, and he'd start doing his Pacino. Pacino, yeah. Oh. And then we'd be in the huddle, and we're all doing these seventies actors, and it was pretty impressive. That then the other coach would come over, and he'd do his Jimmy Con, and <laughs> we would just. It was a really wasn't much. It wasn't as much football when I, I was think back say, at this it. Doesn't sound like football to me. There it wasn't sounds like a, a it sounds like a Kevin Pollock family reunion. In his own head. It sounds like the thing that like in his head a football game would be like. What were you like in high school? Cool oh, as so cool. shit. So cool. Not not uh everything was not permeated with fear at all times. And anger. And anger. I was, and, oh my I wonder if I was as angry as you in high school. I'm going to say you were as angry as I was in high school, (laughs) maybe as a starting point. That makes me so, that's very touching to me. I'm very flattered by that. Well, I'm glad I could pay you this huge compliment (laughs) that you seemed incredibly angry angry in high school. angry and lonely and there were a lot of weirdos. I was more sad and fearful than angry. Anger was, was probably third on the list. So you developed that like a like a bouquet when you leave wine out or something? And then I was like, anger is an energy. Anger is an energy. And then everybody was just like, that's not Rush. Shut up. People listen to Rush and what else? Bon Jovi or no? That was, that was oh, after everybody. your time. No, that was the beginning. That was still on my watch. Uh, the rise of uh, the Jovi Cause then you're just like, he's from Sayreville. Yeah. That's not far from here. And then suddenly Skid Row come out and they're like, they're oh. from, they're from Sayreville too. That like, sucks. What's going on in Sayreville? 
like Sayreville. <laughs> it's in the water. Like it wasn't. It wasn't enough that New Jersey was topping the charts in the eighties with Bruce Springsteen and Whitney Houston. Now all of a sudden, Sayreville is topping it's the charts. It's on the map. It's like Nashville. Yeah, that would have. Well, Sayreville would be a great movie. Uh, like if the, to do an updating of Nashville, Sayreville. <laughs> I saw Hellraiser recently. Have you seen Hellraiser? I've seen parts of Hellraiser. It's hilarious. You gotta see it. It's on Criterion. It's like it's, it's so, on Criterion. It's on Criterion. I oh. I couldn't get enough. There's a couple things in it that are well. First of all, half of it is Little Shop of Horrors because she has this guy and he's like, "Feed me." So she has to go and seduce men and like kill him, and then and then he becomes like more alive but then there's this there's this band called the Cenobites and they show up and I've never been to a BDSM club but I imagine that it's exactly like those four because like Pinhead's like kind of hot his sister's like kind of pretty and then there are these two guys that are such mutants one only has teeth he goes and then the other one just like this blob he's like and I've Picture that that's what sex club, like, um, you know, colorful sex clubs were like. Like, there were like two hot people, and the rest are either nah, 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 or bleh. Brett, will you call up a picture of the four Cenobites, please? And I'm not saying they were a band, I'm just saying they seemed like a band. Do you know about this, Tom? I might, I might. I'm not, re- I'm not recalling it. Uh, but weren't you the editor in chief of Fangoria? Uh, of Fangoria for kids, yes. I did the. I, I I helped. Uh, it was quarterly. It wasn't monthly like Fangoria, but I did Fangoria for kids. Well, it was like Teen Vogue. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun. It was uh, okay. So these are the four Cenobites. Okay. And as you can see, the two in the middle are kind of hot, but then the one on the right is all teeth. And I don't know if they have names, but they come in and they have this whole monologue about how pleasure is pain, and you're like. Okay, Clive Barker. Okay. That's cool. So, yes, this is my theory of, like, every, like, swinger club. And they're a band in the no, movie? I, I, no, they don't play any music, but they look like a band to me. Because they, like the, they look like early photos of a band, and at some point you got to kick those two on the edges out and <laughs> replace them with, like, yeah, with like better-looking people. <laughs> That's what I'm saying! What's the guy on the left's name? His name is... Uh, and then the one on the right is nah, 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 okay, nah, well, nah, bleh. Nah. it looks like bleh. it's like when the Rolling Stones had this keyboard player that they eventually had to like kick out of the group because he looked like he was like 47 like when they started off is it Ian McCloggan that's I think. his name yeah and they're just like hey man you're kind of blowing the look here it's a bad name it would be like if you had a band it would be like if like you had a a cool band and then you had one guy that looked like Mike from the young ones in it. <laughs> the young ones are the perfect example of like a British invasion band yeah. that couldn't like the dad was like, you can, you can rehearse in my garage, but I have to be in the band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the rent. I got to play <laughs> keyboard in the band. The, uh, the young ones with the young ones, it's funny when the young ones came out and ever like I remember as a kid being like, Oh, I like uh 
like what are their names? Neil, Neil, and, Rick, Vivian. Yeah, and I would Mike. Neil, Vic, and Vivian, and Vivian, and he'd be like, "Which do you like best?" And like, people would be like, "I like, I like Rick," and I like, "Oh, I like Vivian." And then, um, just like later in life, I'm just like, "Yeah, I think Mike's the funniest <laughs> one of all." By far, I think they did. They just have like this guy in there who's like, "All right, want to tell you what to do?" Like, just like, because as a kid, I'm just like, "What bummer? What's what's this guy's deal? Like, this guy sucks. This guy's the most like like the other ones are these dynamic types, and there's just this bland guy. And then, but then you watch it, you're just like, "No, that guy's the funniest one by far because he's just this like." bloke like because it because you have vivian's the punk right neil's the hippie neil's the hippie and then rick, rick is, is like the kind student. of like the art the art art weirdo like yeah like the annoying student and then mike's just like a, a lad brett yes will you book mike on the show yeah let me let me let me get started on that if he's alive i, I hope he's alive i know rick is no longer with us rick's no longer with us so should we start the show? We did already. Oh, you kidding? No. We're winding down now. We're in the home stretch. This is the end. This Thanks everybody end for listening. We appreciate my old when when Jim Morrison goes my only friend. The end. Mm-hmm. Who do you think he's singing that to? Who's his only friend? It's a guy named The End. <laughs> hey, man. I wrote a song about you. So he's like introducing introducing his friend. Yeah. To another person. Like his mom. He's saying mom, can the end come to sleep over? And she's like, honey, it's a school night. And he's like, but he's my only friend. How are you, Mrs. Morrison? I've been better. Mom, this is the end. My only friend, the end. How are you, Mrs. Morrison? Yes, boys, don't Thanks for letting me. Too- Yo, fine. Can I have some orange juice? I don't have any orange juice. Jim only drinks soda. Can I have water then? Jim doesn't. Jim only drinks water from the toilet. <laughs> yeah, then that, that was the thing. The end was his friend. He says this. It was a person. That's cool, baby, daddy-o. Yeah. Welcome to Double Threat! Yes, welcome to Double Threat. My name is Tom. I'm Julie, and we're going to have a good time. And first and foremost, we would like to wish you a happy Franksgiving. Don't you mean Thanksgiving, Julie? No, I don't, because Thanksgiving was Thursday, and Friday is Franksgiving, and that's when the new Frank Zappa documentary came out, and I made both of you watch it. That's true. We watched. Look, <laughs> I was excited about watching it. I'm not going to. going to watch it I'm anyway, not going to mince Tom. words. I was going to watch it anyway. I might not have watched it the day it came out, but. And also I that, did. Tom, it, it affected his. My sleep. Did you, do you ever make it into the REM stage, or is it just more that, like, waking, like, kind of lucid dreaming where. Um, was like Captain Beefheart doing stuff or were you aware? Like, cause I know that he infiltrated your dream. He did. It permeated my dream. Not unlike Pinhead would do to someone. Is that what Pinhead does? Pinhead. 
Ryan shows up when you like, actually, it's actually quite Spencer gifts because you have to get a puzzle box and they would have those, I think. And once you lined up the right code, you'd open it and then Pinhead and his cool band would show up. Mm-hmm. Then Pinhead, because you get the code right. So Pinhead pops out. Pinhead hangs out with his pals and they're into like, I mean, it's all very run of the mill, like BDSM. Like they like doing suspension. Um, they are obviously into piercings. It is. They like pins in their face. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean. Now, does he have to like put them in? Is he just like, I got to get ready. I need like three hours to get ready to put my pins in <laughs> He's my like, face. I need five minutes. And, and his, his wife oh. is like, it's just, oh. a, it's just a zoom. You don't have to do the mm-hmm. shoulders. And do you hear him like in the other room going, ow, ooh. No, ow. I think you hear him going, ah. Okay. He's ooh. Like, ah, ooh. Yes. Who would you rather be stuck in an elevator with, Pinhead or Frank Zappa? Um, you need to see Hellraiser again. I need to you see Hellraiser. Answer. Yeah. Because yeah. I would say Pinhead, but I need to just figure out how annoying Pinhead is. So you hate Zappa. But no, you're fascinated he, by him. True oh, I'm endlessly fascinated by him. He's endlessly so interesting. He's so interesting as a 20th century genius who is, if you say whatever yeah. you want about it, but that guy's an original, oh, no. right? Un, this is what I will say. And this is what I have always thought about him. His talent is undeniably immense. Undeni- it's undeniable. It's, it's, it is truly immeasurable. The, the, the he is a one in a million kind of artist who was on a very singular quest and followed his own his own vision all the way and never compromised and never just just saw heard what he heard and wanted it to exist and as he says in the movie multiple times that he he he's doing these things so he can hear them and if you like it also that's great as well but it is not his primary uh motivator is not to make things for you it's for him to make things for himself that he can hear these things performed here comes but no but it just isn't it isn't for me it just I'm just not, it just doesn't do it for me. Well, there's a taste. There's talent and then there's taste, right? Mm -hmm. And there were huge gaps in his taste that were not, I mean, they're just embarrassing and the stuff that's supposed to be funny and is kind of gross and infantile is a bummer. Yeah. I mean, it starts with, and first, let me just say, the documentary, which is called Zappa, and is done by Alex Winter from, a, I think it was a great the doc. actor. It's a it's a truly great documentary. It takes an impossible subject, a subject that is that probably requires uh, twelve hours to come close to showing the story. Right, it could have been like a Ken Burns style thing, oh, and I, even then, I mean, when they go to like his, uh, was it the 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 archive that he keeps that mm-hmm. he has in his house and you see all the material that i mean i can't imagine the project of waiting through that it's impossible to be a zappa completionist i think well there's no there's no finish line on it it's like 
certain people I can get obsessive about, it's like you do get closer to some sort of completion with it. But this is somebody whose whole thing was was just endless. Yeah. And I mean, it's not unlike, I guess the the one who I would, the equivalent that I would be more into is Prince. Like Prince was somebody who was also incredibly single-minded recorded like a madman yeah just play could play all the instruments on a thing and would go in and just record what just he heard the, in his head. He, he would record what he heard in his head and he would just do it until he got it and he didn't demo things he made the full recordings and he would play every instrument on them and he also was was uh just following his own vision in his head and but i just i would much rather listen to prince i, I know than frank zappa that's and are that's there just any, my, are there any frank, my taste are there any frank zappa songs you like i like the one that goes <laughs> <laughs> no it's his playing like he's an amazing what about guitar peaches player. and regalia you don't like that one that's the one i was just doing I thought you were making something up. No, no, I was doing peaches and regalia. Yeah. There's a uh, look. I he, he truly is the definition of it's not for me. But I, know. I the hu the human. So I find I find him so fascinating. Yes, agreed. And agreed. the movie, the movie you love, the movie. I loved the movie and I learned a few things about, well, speaking of Prince, does it ever get old listening to one of those prissy old hens that even Foghorn Leghorn wouldn't spend time with reading Prince lyrics out loud in a way that is, uh, you know, so pre-internet as far as being shocked. You remember that part where they had one of the gals from oh, the yeah. PMRC Reading the line from Darling With Nikki. A, not Darling Nikki. Um, yeah. And you're like, oh, bitch, you're going to love the internet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, if you only, it's like, you want to just, <laughs> wouldn't that be the greatest thing to show? Yes. Jim Baker's wife, was that the, who it was? James the, Baker's wife? James Baker's wife. And who, Tipper Gore. Like the, the front page of Pornhub. Just like, just click on like most popular. Yeah. And see how, see See, see how badly you would want to hear Darling Nikki. Yeah. Go back to 1984, 1985 and be like, hey, I want to show. I know you're outraged about this stuff. I want to just show you something. You don't realize it's pretty innocent. It's pretty innocent right now. Well, and then I thought that was so horrible that James Baker, who was, I guess, George H.W. Bush's secretary of state, mm -hmm. like, like made it so Zappa like couldn't like be friends with Czechoslovakia because his wife was on that dumb committee and Zappa like testified in a way that was very respectful. Yeah. It, so he it, punished him because he carried a lot of weight in Czechoslovakia as an artist. who was uh, one of the, uh, the heroes. Right. And James Baker was like, not if I can help it. Yeah, well, the one thing we can think of is there's we 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 just didn't watch a James Baker documentary uh this week. James Baker is 
just relegated to being another dumb politician. It's like when they pan across these politicians and they're all just like, now that's a very good idea. You're just like, who's that? And the idea that that jerk off was at one point that like these, these white haired idiots that like, like that are changing the world for the worse with politics that they were, that that guy was so whoever it is talking about was so powerful and now is so nothing like the idea of these these politicians come and go these yeah. these bullies but it's like that's the thing is like they're they're so disposable What's in their the scheme legacy? of things yeah really now and it's just they're so they're such gross egotists i would and, like a separate documentary about ruth underwood though Yes, the the percussionist, uh, multi instrumentalist. Brett's nodding. How amazing was she? Incredible. Her New York accent and her. I got kicked out of Juilliard for like <laughs> for like playing a Zappa song on the piano. Oh no, I was in favor of that. I was. <laughs> I actually, I actually what? supported her getting kicked there out of Juilliard. A, there is a story about Tina Turner doing backup vocals on one of his albums, and apparently Ike Turner went in. <laughs> And said, and I quote, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and like pulled her out, which I said, you know, I like Zappa more than you do. But I will say it's one of the nice things Ike Turner ever did. Yeah. Ike Turner just like, nope. <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> Brett, how did you feel? And this is Brett. Are, uh he's he's kind of he's kind of the Frank Zappa in a way where he's yeah he has a mustache and he got a little soul patch under his lip and he is multi-talented whether it's podcast producing or uh magic he, he or conducts sometimes he conducts orchestras to go <laughs> oh remember well, some, that? yeah some would say that Brett is that we are you're you're Ruth Underwood and I'm Steve <gasps> Vai and wow. Brett is our Zappa. Brett. Brett like looks at this podcast network. We're all just his tools. Yeah. And one day he'll get rid of us and he'll just use a computer to make what yeah. he hears. He'll in go his get head. a Synclavier and, and, he'll, <laughs> and, then, and then he'll <laughs> press a button that'll be like, Welcome to the show. I love that part in the whole thing. And I'm Brett, you'll get you you'll talk in a second, Brett. So hold on just one Calm second. Calm down, Brett. Hold your horses. Uh like when he's like, and then I got a uh I wanted to hear the music played by an orchestra, and then you can't hear it because it's too expensive to get an orchestra. So I got this computer and he starts playing the music and it sounds terrible. Just sounds like sounds like it sounds like the worst computer music you've ever heard. And he's like, it's like hearing the whole orchestra. It's like, no, it isn't. <laughs> it just sounds like a dumb keyboard. <laughs> you just, it's just like, it's like that part makes me sad when he's yeah. finally like, oh, he's just in his, cause that's when, that's what the documentary, cause it, it, it scratched the surface for a lot of things. Cause there's so much ground to cover that he was like holed up in that house and um, just repurposing aspects of, live performances he'd pull the guitar track off a thing and then run it through his dumb computer and then 
and he just like reassembled the, the thing. It's not his fault that his computer was dumb. Everybody's computer was dumb. Yeah, that's true. But he loved it. He loved that dumb. He loved computer. it because he couldn't abide human error. No, he could not. He he could not abide human error or human uh human uh paying humans. Right. Human desire for food and shelter. Yeah. No, he didn't like that part of it either. He didn't like having to pay people. That's why he claimed to have broken up the mothers of invention because he didn't want to write no checks no more. Right, 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 right. He, um, yeah, so maybe we are, maybe Brett is our, our Zappa. And we're the mothers. Um, yeah. I will say, I, um, shoot, what was I going to say? I forgot. Brett. Say something. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was going to say I couldn't disagree more. I, I really identified with the mothers watching this documentary. Um, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, that idea of like hitching your wagon to an eccentric genius and then just hanging on for the ride um, uh, definitely uh, resonated a lot with me. Um, I love all the like present day shots of all the mothers just in their like sweaters and turtlenecks and, mm-hmm. and just like reflecting on on everything <laughs> blackberries uh, blackberries on their belts yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> transition eyeglasses i gotta say too in, in addition to uh being you know uh, excellent at, at their respective instruments uh the mothers were incredible at mugging for the camera uh in oh those, god uh, yeah. they should have been called the muggers of invention because <laughs> They did do a lot of mugging. No, there was a lot of pulling of faces. Also, like, did you guys realize this isn't silent film? Like, they acted like it was silent film the way they're like, oh, I got uh, shaving cream on my face. Yeah. No, the, the, the mugging from the archival footage was off the charts. It was almost a compulsion. It was almost like I, I wanted to be like, guys, you could just like, you could take one, one of these reels you can take off. You can just sort of. <laughs> do what you're doing this is just documentary uh-huh. footage but no they're just right up in the camera teeth tongue lips i think one guy you know mooned the camera at one point in the tour bus there and uh yeah they just uh as soon as that camera comes out it's just they can't contain themselves now this movie look julie loves frank zappa stop telling people my deepest darkest secrets frank zappa that's her jam I'm embarrassed about so many of his songs and so many of his lyrics. But Which the movie didn't co- touch on also. No, it really didn't. They did not talk about how embarrassing, like, the quote-unquote, like, Huber and the juvenilia and just him trying to be funny and how uncomfortable that was and him trying to be, like, offensive for the sake of it. Like, there's that song, Jewish Princess, which, as a self-identified Jewish princess, doesn't... The lyrics don't offend me. It's the fact that there's a fucking kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> so that song has a kazoo played like klezmer style, like like a yeah, like. Honestly, I'm too embarrassed to even like tell Brett to call it up because it's too embarrassing. It's too annoying. I but I I can't I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. It makes me hate Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Jewish princess. I know. And he can't, he, he also is not a great singer. His singing. Don't you play it, Brett! Brett, don't you do it. It's too embarrassing. Now I'm going to have to say, I love this guy. If you play this, this is embarrassing to me. Give me a little bit of Jewish princess, please. (laughs) Brett's 
loving it. I want a nasty little Jewish princess. Stop! I can't. Stop, no, I'm, stop, I, you gotta stop. Stop, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! What what makes a human write that down? He definitely has a broken brain. I mean, he's got like a I want a crazy nasty little Jewish princess. And meanwhile, B'nai Brith at the time took the bait. My dumb, dumb ancestors, my friggin' mm-hmm. great aunt Phyllis's, my 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 predecessors said, mm-hmm. "Hey, knock it off! Congratulations, uh, uh, Eileen! You just sold another hundred thousand copies of fucking Jewish princes, you dummy." songs i like hold on let me open up my spotify i like the song apostrophe sure i like peaches and regalia i kind of like we're only in it for the money i like that record. i like the first two mothers albums freak out and freak out and absolutely, absolutely free, free. Yeah. yeah i like them too ruben and the jets not so much no, but he clearly like loved doo-wop too. It wasn't like oh, yeah. making fun of it. He clearly loved it, right? Well, he loved it, but I, I sometimes he get his there's some there's some stuff there that I don't know how to it's not I I can I don't know how to categorize his relation to people of color. I just don't I Oh, don't, it's a, yeah, it's very It's it feels like a little sweaty sometimes. I just don't know. I do, I I don't yeah, I don't know. Sometimes it make it makes me uncomfortable, but I don't know what the but, but what his relationship with it was. Uncomfortable, because well, it's also like some. I know he's trying to be offensive right. with stuff and outrageous, and yeah. but sometimes it's just like, well, look as a okay, well as a woman, how does some of the how does some of the more the more questionable aspects sit for you. It's embarrassing because it's not coming from anybody that has a cogent point of view. You're like, like uh, one time I walked past a homeless guy and he was like, and it was raining and he was like, I can see your scalp, you bald bitch. <laughs> uh-huh. And I was like, oh shit, that made me feel bad, but I'm not going to take it personally. (laughs) So it's kind of like that when he writes songs like, there's that song Jumbo Go Away, where it's like, your pussy smells bad. And I'm like, okie dokie, I'm not going to take this to heart because it would be like, it would be like fighting with a dog. I just don't like, he's so single minded with the we we do do part of I the whole don't thing. Know. Yeah, I don't know what happened, like in a Freudian in a Freudian sense. Oh, I wonder if he felt that that's what it took. I, look, he clearly likes that and thinks that stuff is funny. And it's not like, but but I think he also must know that the 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 people in his audience eat that up, and he just yeah. like that's kind of where he lives a little bit. But I thought his whole thing was, I don't care if people like my stuff or not. But he also is very business minded as well. And he knew when right. it was time. He knew when it was time to do certain things. And 
it just seems like he knew what his audience wanted to some degree. Even if he did what he wanted, right? he still knew what would put people in the seats. Brett, will you play apostrophe, please? Sure. It's apostrophe. And uh, while, I'm pull- while I'm pulling that up, um, speaking of Zappa song titles, we've been getting a lot of submissions here from listeners of uh, real Zappa song titles versus fake Zappa song titles. Um, and... Uh, I was wondering if you guys, if you guys want to try to guess which is which. Yeah, I was going to say, Tom, do you think that I could beat you in a Zappa trivia contest? I think we would tie probably. It would probably you. You might. You'd probably edge edge (laughs) me out on it because. Don't you make? How dare you? I'm not. No, you asked me a very specific (laughs) question. I know. I I know. I know. I know. I've got issues. I want to. How many times have you seen two hundred motels? Uh, 200 <laughs> motels. Yes. Is no, the name of the movie I have not seen, never the, seen. I have not seen the whole movie. I only, I've only seen pieces of what? that. What? You couldn't make it to the end of 200 motels? Do you like this, Tom? Yeah, I do. No, that's no. This is good. I'm just waiting for somebody starts singing about diarrhea <laughs> on it. I'm waiting for. I got diarrhea all night <laughs> over the top, like like this total rocking music. That's no, that's great. That's, that's my favorite song of his. And I texted you a couple months ago, being like. Do you know anything like this, but that doesn't have silly lyrics about, you know, yeah. third grade stuff? Because I like how I like that. I like guitar solo stuff. I like greasy, mm-hmm. like. You should check out Soft Machine then. Okay. Because Soft King Machine. King Crimson. You said. King you said, Crimson. Uh, yes. Yeah. King Crimson and Soft Machine are yeah. like that without lyrics about. uh Having to really urinate badly. <laughs> let's let's do some of the names. Let's do some of the song titles. See if we can guess what's real or fake. Awesome. So we got a lot of great submissions here. Um, all right. So how should we do this? Well, each person sent us two, a real and a fake one. So okay. we can okay. go through uh, in pairs and you tell me which is the real one, which is the fake one. This first one comes from at Olive Brinker on Twitter. And your choices are. Call any vegetable. That's real. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's real. I know, I know that's real. I I know that one's real. Yeah. The other one is Hotline Pumpkin. Pretty good. Though. Hotline Pumpkin sounds like a, a yeah. No, but I know I know Call any vegetable is is uh is absolutely real. free. All right, let's try this one. Uh, this comes from uh, at Zero Hacker. Slime time in Oil City. <laughs> okay. Or Truck Driver Divorce. Truck Driver Divorce is a real song. It goes like this. Truck Driver Divorce. 
Okay. I'm sorry, Tom. No. I'm watching you. I'm watching you. You're watching me shrink. I'm slowly. watching the respect for me drain no. out of your face like blood. No, no, it's not. It's not the respect for you. It's a re- it's a, the respect for humankind. It's you represent all humans right now, and I'm saying like See, that's the maybe I'm better in the dirt. I might that's be better meanest. in the dirt. It hurts my feelings. I might be better just digging a hole and climbing in. I thought we were connecting and about how, pushing the how dirt we over were myself. The same person in high school. I like that song. I'm gonna write lyrics for it though. Okay. How do they go? It'd be about. Well, I don't want to sing them yet, but it'll be about. Okay. Going to a Mexican restaurant and then having yeah, yeah, yeah. stomach problems. Yeah. Like, that's what it'll be about. What if I contacted the estate? Like, I noticed a, uh, the song Apostrophe didn't have any lyrics about diarrhea on it. And uh, I was Demand wondering. formal retraction hey, on barking or, pumpkin stationery. Yes. It just, I wonder if there's anything we could do about this. It is funny that he he had this thing where he was such a snob about things, but would also show up to, he would also participate in anything that filmed him. (laughs) He would like, it's just such a, it's such an interesting dichotomy where he's like, has such disdain for so much of this stuff, but participates in literally all of it. Yeah. Like, wasn't he on like, make me laugh? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, but just like that clip from him on SNL, which looked oh, this off the most painful episode bad. ever. Because first of all, like he he calls it a skit. He says it's <laughs> like when he's talking about it later, he's like, "I thought that skit sucked," and uh, they would. Then the craziest thing, they wouldn't let me write anything for the show. <laughs> it's like, what's what was he gonna write? I wrote a, I wrote a, I wrote a conehead sketch. I wrote a Roseanne, Rosanna Dana piece for Gilda. And then <laughs> like Frank Zappa wanted to write sk- skits for the show. Oh. And then he goes home and he puts on his Sinclair, like Gilda's on one key and yeah. she's on another and Garrett Morris <laughs> on the other. Yeah. No, no, I like that song. That was good. Apostrophe. It's good. It's I love it. All right. How about this one? Uh, this is from at huge congrats dog breath in the year of plague or heartbreak over soggy pancakes. I think it's the first one is real. The first one is real. Yes, that's correct. Dog breath in the year of plague is the real one. (laughs) Stop smirking. Like you're better than me. None of us are better than I know I'm being defensive. But we are better than Frank Zappa when it comes to being funny. That's one of the I things. Know. He could Frank Zappa write music more than me? Yeah, of course. I'm not arguing well, with more. that. Yeah, I've seen the evidence yeah. so not much. Arguing with that. Guy's a guy's a master when it comes to that stuff. When it comes to f- being funny, no, he is. He uh, that ain't where yes. he lives. But yeah. it's but it's where he lived. Yeah. All right. I, I, I want, I'm trying to snut stump you here. Yeah. Let me. All right. How about this one? Uh, this is from at Kablanker. Jorps discount mayonnaise. <laughs> okay. Or the Illinois Enema Bandit. The Illinois Enema Bandit is real. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> ah! 
<laughs> Sorry. Wait, give me that title I'm sorry again. That it's real. No, I, trust me. I'm sorry that it's real. <laughs> We're all sorry that it's real. Uh, the real one there was the Illinois Enema Bandit. And what album is that on? Do you know, Brett? I think it's on leather. Wait, the Illinois Enema Bandit was a real guy. I know. Yikes. It's upsetting. I feel like writing a goofy song about Ted Bundy or something. Yeah. If, if Ted Bundy used like. I'm trying to think of something besides enemas that's like stupid, like diapers or something. And you like, like the, if the BTK used diapers, he would have wrote, written a dopey song about it. like the diaper <laughs> <laughs> BTK. Fine diaper just kill. Just a picture of Frank Zappa sitting writing lyrics and just be like, let me think. Toilets. Uh, what should I write this song about? Diapers. Hmm. Like he's like trying to think of just like things to write songs about. Toilet paper? Hmm, no, I don't know. Maybe a toilet seat. What about that? No. <laughs> I listen. I listen to a lot of. <laughs> oh my god! He's just, him. Hmm, let me think. He's like in the. He's going. He like goes to CVS and just goes up in the aisles with a <laughs> with a little notebook, like looking at all this stuff. Incontinence pads. Okay, that could be something. If anybody from the Zappa family is listening, I just want to let you know that your father's music meant a lot to me in high school. <laughs> I have a lot of respect fungus. for him as like, a composer. He's just looking at all the things you could get the earwax. Hmm. Maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's a song. Um okay, there's some foot powder. Okay. I don't know. Maybe athlete's foot. What if he had had a um, Bernie Toppin who like handled lyrics oh, for him? Well, he'd be my favorite person ever, probably. Yeah. I'd be on here arguing with you about he's the best <laughs> ever. You know, it's a funny thing that, uh, look, it clearly had no place in the documentary, but Frank Zappa and Lou Reed did not like each other. Oh, can you imagine the two of them? They were East Coast. Along? They were East Coast, West Coast. They were on the same record label. Are were they? Yeah. Um, and at one point, Verve chose to put out "Freak Out" first over the first Velvet's album because they could. Really? They they had to. They I guess they did not have an infinite amount of resources, and that was a sticking point. And then. Um, I believe did Lou Reed induct Frank Zappa into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was a weird choice because they didn't like each other. Like it was just like, oh, that's interesting. <clears throat> it um, no, they see that's the thing is like, I'm not saying it's got to be an either or thing, but but you know what team you're on. It's very rare in life to know someone who affects things, changes them in a positive way. I've been lucky enough to have known some in my life. Andy Warhol, Doc Pomus, people whose vision and integrity was such that it moved the world a bit. People who through the articulation of their talents and intelligence were able to leave things better than they found them. People who were not only not in it for the money, to paraphrase Frank Zappa, Frank Zappa was such a person, and of the many regrets I have in life, not knowing him a lot better is one of them. Whether writing symphonies, satirical broadsides, 
or casting a caustic glow across the frontier of madness that makes up the American political landscape, whether testifying before Congress to put the PMRC in its rightful lowly place, or acting as a cultural conduit for President Vaclav Havel and the Czech government, Frank was a force for reason and honesty in a business deficient in these areas. As, we, re music as we reward some Wait, with money. He, he didn't say anything nice. Of, he's not saying anything nice about his music. <laughs> <laughs> he's, whether he's doing a broad political broadside or putting the or PMRC the people of Czechoslovakia in the rightful place. He certainly was something. I don't know. Every time I see Frank Zapp, I just think of it. Just It's just not my cup, I don't, of, cup of diarrhea. Wait, is that a real title? Is that, are, you do, are we doing the game now? Cup of diarrhea. No, that's a real Brett, one. Try to stump me. That's on, Chung, me, that's on Chung, me, Chunga's Revenge has a cup of diarrhea on it. <laughs> I want to see if... I'm stepping aside on this. I, this is Julie's game now. <laughs> I don't know if I could do it. I mean, this has been impressive so far. Here, but here, let me go. Let me, here's one. Uh, this is from Esperolo. Uh, Dr. Schmingus or Gumjoy. Oh, man. I don't know either of those things. Tom, you got to. I had a in. rash. I had to see Dr. Schmingus. <laughs> I had a rash on my butt. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go with Dr. Schmingus. Gumjoy. Wow. Oh. Esperolo, congratulations. Send Esperolo, Julie. send Esperolo a sticker. And speaking of which. We have new merch. We do have new merch. And the audience, you guys are so amazing with this stuff. You guys stuff. came through this week with... Oh. Some really, really remarkable stuff, especially from our pal Steve Winchell, who created, well, he created a couple of things. One, he did that fabulous Peanuts drawing mm -hmm. of the three of us over a Thanksgiving table of McDonald's. And this is my favorite thing ever because Brett, as his traveling salesman magician character, mm -hmm is at the head of the table with his umbrella hat doing mm -hmm. the snakes pop out of a Pringles can trick. Yeah. While we eat McDonald's as and look up at peanuts him characters. And that, yeah, that one is, that one's a home run, but it was a home run. And it also like made my heart. Like I, I, I loved it so much. I felt my heart expand. Now this next one he did, I felt my, ego explode and yes. shatter because tom do you want to talk about this yes one? this one it was a it was a, a a wave of of conflicting emotions the second i saw the beavis and butthead uh version of of us with me as beavis and no. wait now yeah right but which one's which you're I'm beavis. beavis you're beavis your butthead. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> Brett's loving this. Yeah, I can't remember which one these guys are. So looking at this was something that was just so, like, on a gut level, like seeing yourself in a mirror, or better yet, seeing yourself on 
videotape or in a photo and you're like, is that really me? And then yeah. you realize not only is that really me, but that is exactly me. Yeah. And I was, when I saw this, it was like first, first reaction. Oh, wow. Somebody loves the show so much. That's so kind. Second reaction. Oh, this hurts my feelings. <laughs> Third reaction. Oh no, but this is cool. Cause it's putting us into other characters that's that's awesome fourth feeling i still still upset that this is what people think i look like <laughs> it's just like the, but but these are all happening within milliseconds yes. and then i would also add the the reaction of this is exactly who we are <laughs> yeah no that was the other part of it too where i and then there was also a thing where i'm just like uh, and this, uh, this, I, I was, uh, I'm trying to think of the way to say it. It's like, well, at least it's at least I'm not the one that looks like, like a bad, I don't look bad. I'm not the only one. It's like we, they did it to both of us. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? No, like that feeling where you're it, like, we're in this till the bitter end, my friend. Cause I've seen people have done over the years, somebody would do a thing of like me and John Worcester and they would, he would look like he would look like this like rock star and I would look like this just like pile of mashed potatoes <laughs> with googly eyes stuck on them. And I'd be like, well, can you at least be consistent with it? And this, this is perfectly consistent and is very flattering. I was really it's blown away. Outrageous. By it. it is so perfect. Also what we're wearing is perfect. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's just, it's, it is just a bullseye. Absolutely. And Steve Winchell, you have now moved up into the Hall of Heroes, the double threat Hall of Heroes. Do you think, Julie, could you name, if, if Brett gave you two Frank Zappa album titles, yeah. could you say which one came out before the other one? Probably. <clears throat> well, this and, I got to hear. And if I know the album, I could probably list a couple tracks on it, too. Okay. <laughs> I'm telling you, Tom, I did not have friends in high school. All right, here we go. Uh, what came out first? Um, the Grand Wazoo <laughs> or... Burnt weenie sandwich. Burnt, burnt weenie sandwich was first. You are correct. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, boys, are you listening? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a hot tamale. She just keeps getting more and more attractive. Look at that picture of me as Beavis. <laughs> Here you was. You're sure you're not butthead in that picture? Which one is um, which? You are so butthead, and I am so beavis, and you know that. This I'm not is sure true. which one is which. Mm, I think the lady doth protest too much. Okay. I think the TP doth bunghole too much. Your love of Frank Zappa Come is on, a testament. You know. No, no, please <laughs> let me speak. Let me. The floor is mine right now. This is a testament to. How great you are! No, you're being. You're silly not. And I am not. Really? You're not just a. You're not. So, you're not. You're. 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 You contain multitudes. You like. You like Frank Zappa. You like Broadway. Well, that would be the greatest. That would be the end of your life. 
you'd be you'd spend every dollar you had if there was like a Frank Zappa Broadway show. It'd be horrible. You'd be there every night. You'd be like, I would this is not. You'd, you'd be this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It would be horrible. You know and that I, I would. And I bought yeah. this seat in the theater, <laughs> and I come every night. Right. You know, there's an element of hate watching to all this stuff, right? To Zappa. Yeah. No. It's probably nostalgia for being a teenager and not. Yeah, but but I just think it's a. I think it's it's just it's a it's. I think it's awesome that it's like because usually this is the don't. And I think look, this is another thing. I think it's great that when people start to talk about the things they like, and they they this is one of the good things that comes out of the internet is that people can find things and say like, oh, that makes sense to me, and they don't have to go through the. They don't have to. They don't have to get turned off by the usual gatekeepers on a thing to just be like some some douchey dude making Frank Zappa like like you have to go past me to get to Frank Zappa, or you have to go past me to get to Jethro Tull or to prog rock or whatever like things like that. It's like when the when the actual art is out there you can check it out and you see what works for you and what doesn't work for you you can put your own tastes together your own con- and and it, but it isn't it's without the gatekeepers which is such a huge part of what keeps things kind of segregated like that to where it's like oh that's for guys or that's for girls yeah, you know what I mean? Like that. Gatekeepers certain- like people that used to work at record stores or Yeah, that or just the it's like you picture the you can check things out without having to ask the worst f- versions of the fans about it to get access to it and have to deal with a, like a, well, you know, that's actually not how it, uh, like you don't have to get lectured about it from the worst representation worst representatives of the fan base. Right. Or the worst representatives of the people that hate it and tell you that yeah. you're not allowed to like that stuff. And I will say, I, I, it's funny because I did not listen to any Broadway in high school or college. Mm-hmm. I like came back to it later and realized that I loved it. And the Zappa stuff, I definitely like pretended I didn't like it because I liked him in high school until recently because it's been so important to me to fit in as someone with good taste and someone who's cool. And now because the world is ending, we're all going to die probably this year. But that's... <laughs> Yeah, but you're right though. But see, I'm just, the conundrum you know, is the conundrum yeah. is that that's what makes you cool, and you're feeling like you're feeling like that was something that would make you not cool when it was the whole time it's what would make you cool. That you Maybe. have this, you have this active interest in in that, in addition to Broadway and other things. Thank you. What is there an example of something that is parallel? Oh no, not for me. For no, I, oh my god, you're just cool. As, I'm just you're straight just up. Cool no, I'm, no, I'm, nor- cool. I'm normal. I'm like normal cool. No, I'm like normal cool. You're super cool. <laughs> rest of the oh my word. god, you son no. of a no. Of course, wax. look. You're talking to the person who, when when I was would get Christmas money, would go to the record store and be like, "Well, I guess I'll get this." Husker do uh I'll get this metal Husker, circus and then Husker I but then I would cool. no but Husker then I would but cool. I would buy that and then I would be like and then I guess I'll, of course I'll get this Emerson Lake and Palmer record uh because I like them too and then this mm-hmm. uh 
Frankie goes to Hollywood, new 12 inch. Uh, that sounds, mm-hmm. that's going to be awesome. Like I would just have this thing that made sense to me, but I think those are all cool things, but at the, trust me at the time they were not. Well, Tom, did cool you have things. that? Did you have that same arc with Zeppelin or was Zeppelin like a straight line for you? No, I always, I always liked them, but I was always amazed that as a kid, there would be, if you read like cream magazine, when I would like, that's one of the yeah. first things I was cream. They would, they would position things as if, and it's so crazy to think of it like this now where it'd be like, if you like Led Zeppelin, you can't like the clash. It's like, pick which pick, pick one. Cause you can't like both. And it'd be like, that's really what it was like in the, like the early eighties was just like, you needed to pick a team and you're like, why why like and then like now you realize like no it's just all it's all music and well, and that stuff disco, falls away the, dis- the disco sucks binary too oh absolutely and that's what makes it interesting when you have somebody like robert fripp who was who was you know the leader of king crimson and he's doing this all this music and then he moves to new york in the mid 70s like 75 and then 76 and he's just like no, disco is a, a cultural movement and it's a political movement. And like for somebody like that to be attuned, like to get it early and be like, I come from this whole other background, but it is so clear what this is. And this is not invalid. This is incredibly valid. And I actually want to be a part of it as much as I can while still being myself. It's just like, that's what makes this stuff great is when you can kind of just smash the stuff all together. Pick and choose. Yeah. How about how about this? Do you like this pitch? Once a year, Starbucks. Yeah. Does a frappuccino. Oh my god, a frappuccino! That would be the. And it's gr- crim. It's crimson colored. That would be, uh, like a red. If you could go and order, I'll get a frappuccino, a venti frappuccino. With uh, aspic <laughs> in aspic, and uh, then you go there, and then somebody like lectures you about. Well, actually, uh, the <laughs> frappuccino. You have to realize, you actually you have to nav before you before they give you one. You have to you have to be lectured by a prog rock fan for ten <laughs> minutes before they give you the drink. And if you still are in the Starbucks. <laughs> like then they they look up and you're they see whether you're there or not after they're because they're not even looking at you while they talk and then they start talking and then you're there you're still standing there like oh wow okay well here's your frappuccino and they pay you <laughs> they pay you ten dollars because you went through the prog lecture right what about you do you like anything that's embarrassing that you have a hard time admitting that you that you like or love uh, well, it's funny cause I, I've, um, there's, there's things that I've remained consistent on, but then like, I feel like the culture around me has like shifted in terms of where it, where they are. Like I've always been, since I was a kid, a huge ABBA fan, but I feel like that, and I feel like I've been pretty consistent with that, but I feel like that has me- meant very different things for me at different points in my life. It's like, like you're saying at one point, it felt like it was something I had to hide and uh, I couldn't admit to. And then and then it became sort of ironically cool. And then now I think it's just like legitimately everybody's mm-hmm. just like fine with like 
enjoying things they enjoy and isn't as like precious about stuff as maybe the culture used to be. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It seemed, it seemed the concept of guilty pleasures, I think is going away that like the idea that somebody would be like, you know, I'm going to just say, it's like, Abba, there's, those are good songs. It's like, yeah, oh. no, no kidding. Yeah. It's like, what, why is yeah, this? I'm just going to say like sunsets are actually beautiful. Yeah, it's exactly that's exactly it. it's just like so the idea of like it's like if you like it you should just like it and let it let that be that. Don't be mad at me but like I think puppies are kind of cute. Yeah, that's exactly like so I'm going to tell you my little secret here. Please just realize. Don't worry. I like all the I yeah. like everything that I like. But yeah. I'm just going to say chocolate chip cookies when they're yeah. warm like they don't make me throw up. They're yeah. actually like kind of good. Yeah. I kind of like ice cream. <laughs> it's good. No, I'm telling. Look, I know. I know. I know. It's I, bad, know. I know. I like, know. Sometimes I'm like, if I'm in the mood and it's like really hot outside, or yeah, it's kind of like cold and sweet and beautiful <laughs> like, and perfect. Yeah. But just that thing where people would be like, you know, Dancing Queen is a really yeah. well done song. Like when you listen, it's like, yeah, no kidding. Um, it's perfect. It's just like, it's just, but just the, the, like this egghead thing of this high and low. That's one of the best things about to me, the Elvis Costello, his autobiography, when he was just like, he's like, when we were doing the muse stuff, we were listening to ABBA all the time. And he's just like, he's like, that was such a huge influence on, on your, your favorite records by us. We were listening to ABBA when we were making them and we were actively trying to replicate sounds from ABBA records on our record. Like, it's just like to hear that is like the ultimate kind of like what for, for the, for snobs. Um, Brett, will you look up? I don't know if this is online, but there was an LGBTQ marching band that played dancing queen at the Macy's Thanksgiving day. Yes, parade the other day. That was the best part. Yeah. Yeah. Let me pull it up. So this this is at the this is the parade. This is at the parade in that like eerie silence that was occasionally broken up by Hoda Kotb. That's like, look, it's the wimpy kid with his famous diary. With the wimpy kid was at the parade. He was a float. He was a float. Mm-hmm. There was a boss baby float too. There was a boss baby float, Tom. It's the best show on television. You really can't miss the Macy's parade. <laughs> Marching bands are great because they have to dance while they play their instruments. See what I mean? How their masks aren't yeah. on if they're using their mouths? Yeah, this I don't know. parade should be like this every year. Oh, they modulated. Well, this is great. I'm a little uncomfortable with this turkey. It seems like it's like, perform <laughs> for your turkey overlord. <laughs> like like the way that turkey's positioned it makes it seem like this giant inflated turkey seems like he's like the turkey is not pleased <laughs> now we need to what would it take to do a forever dog float oh that'd be fun would it be like a big dog i guess it would have to be the dog logo and whose dog is that by the way on the logo 
Whose dog is the forever dog logo? Whose dog is that dog? You know, I, yeah, I, uh, it, the, the true story here is that that was uh, a the logo of a of a Philadelphia based mustard company in the 19th century. Uh, that There's is no dog since, in this story, Tom. Since, I, Tom. I swear that that dog was the logo, and that has since uh, gone out of business and entered uh, the public domain. So, but uh, so that dog was a what was the business? It was a, the Philadelphia Mustard Company, which was active in the 19th century in in Philadelphia. Oh, I don't know. You better make sure that's public domain because you just you just said it. The great 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 grandson that my grand great 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 grandfather had created the Philadelphia Mustard Company, and your podcasting network is making a mockery of his memory with your lewd broadcasting about Star Trek episodes or people doing impersonations of political figures of the day. This is a legitimate fear for me every day of my life is that, is that the Philadelphia mustard company is going to come calling. (laughs) I might have to cut this part out. You're going to have to cut the mustard. Don't you cut this part out. This is, this is, this is where the rubber hits the road. My friend, this is, this is go time right now. It's time for you to get this fear behind you and stand up to the Philadelphia Mustard Company once and okay. for all. All right. The Philadelphia Mustard Company. I'll say one thing. I'm glad you didn't tell us this before we signed the Forever <laughs> Dog. Yeah. You guys are finding out a lot. Yeah. Post, post-contract. Philadelphia Mustard <laughs> Company. So I guess that literally is a forever dog if it's a dog okay. from a mustard company from 150 years ago. Yeah, those never die logos. Like friggin' the, the Wendy's girl. This makes me wonder hmm. what are these guys doing going looking at old weird mustard company <laughs> ads? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird. It's it a little weird. Yeah, you need we, the library of like advertising yeah, and food labels. Flipping through. Joe, I, I think I got something. They're flipping through books. It's like for like charcoal. Uh, Charcoal and acids. No, it's too, yeah. uh, it's too medicinal. Oh, this. right. Let's from we go to condiments. Powder. Not what, yet. Not what, yet. What about this headache powder uh, ads? Should we look at those? No, let's. We should check out mustard regional mustard companies. Are you sure? From the mid nineteenth century. <laughs> Back then, there was just like. Uh, the this? librarian they're in the library and the librarian like keeps hitting a button under the desk the way they do at banks yeah. to get the cops to come but it's exactly silent. yeah <laughs> they start wheeling those book carts to block the exit like you see the, li- <laughs> the librarians is like slowly blocking the exit with those book carts got we got them contained and then uh back then also it must have just been weird we're just be like I'm going to put a picture of a dog on this jar of mustard. Like, what does a, is this mustard for dogs? Well, a hot dog is a dog of a kind. But you've had those new hot dogs, yes? I sure have. I used to call them Franks. Now I call them hot dogs. So this mustard is not for dogs necessarily. In fact, it's not for dogs at all. It'll kill them right dead. But I thought a picture of a dog in a jar of mustard would be somewhat uh, alluring. Amusing. <laughs> Might capture a, a potential customer's Amusing. eye. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it might invoke 
hope the whimsy of being a, a young child and having a beloved pet, say a Buster or a Rover or a Spot, and perhaps that will make you feel as fancy free as it will biting into one of our Franks. And then you picture them like, maybe that was like entertainment back then. It's just like, Daddy, can we look at the mustard jar again? <laughs> Not yet. Not until you finish your gruel. Finish the gruel, then we can all look at the mustard jar. <laughs> can we taste the mustard one day, Daddy? Never, never. But I finished all my chores. I boiled the laundry. We cannot. The mustard is for people in the big house. We live in this. We live next to the big house. We are, we are their servants. We can look at the mustard jar three times a week for 10 minutes at a time. <laughs> Daddy, I want to look at it for 12 minutes. Maybe on Christmas Day. <laughs> It breaks out. Daddy, I've done I've done drawings on what I think the dog mustard might look like. Would you like to don't look let at them that? see these drawings? <laughs> Brayett, you have any clips for us? Yeah, I got some. I uh, got some stuff for you. The listeners have sent us some great stuff uh, the past few weeks. Um, uh, before I pull up a clip, too, just wanted to confirm that uh, Christopher Ryan, who played Mike in The Young Ones, is still alive. Oh, and, we got to uh, get him on the show. I just uh, I just emailed uh, his reps while while we were uh, recording this. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see. See what they say. It's so funny. Thank like, you, we're he- we're here in the U.S. of A. And we're just like, yeah, the guy in The Young Ones is still alive. Who knew? <laughs> And then meanwhile, like over there, it would be like if somebody in a different country was like saying like, hey, I found out that uh, Ted I, f- I found out that Ted Danson, that I found out the the man from Cheers, he's still alive. Isn't that a hoot? Let's get him on our, yeah, on our I stupid wrote him. show and make fun of him. <laughs> Just like, I wrote him and we'll see if he'll come on our show. It's Ted Danson. Like, what? No. <laughs> You'll never believe this. Not going on their show. Uh, so uh, Tom Yimba uh, quoted John Lydon earlier in the uh, episode. Uh, we, we got uh, a bunch of listeners notifying us about yeah. some, uh, some John Lydon, Johnny Rotten uh, news this past week. Um, uh, he's actually been in the news quite a bit this month. Uh, you you might have heard uh, earlier in the month he came out uh, very aggressively in support of um, President Trump uh, in the weeks leading up to the election. Had a couple interviews where he uh, he uh, gave through his full support uh, behind President Trump, um, and then uh, just this past week, I guess I guess call this instant karma. Just this past week, uh, he was in the news again because uh, he suffered uh, flea bites uh, to his groin area due to befriending several squirrels and having them live in his uh, his house in uh, in Venice, California. We didn't need to know that he got flea bites on no. his genitals. We no, didn't we need really to. Didn't. This could have been an internal matter for his home. He did not need to go to the press with this. No. I got flea bites. <laughs> On my peas and carrots. Yeah, my peas. Like, yeah, this this does not need to be public knowledge. No. Did you hear the news? 
Did you hear the news? Did you hear the news? Extra, extra. Did you hear the news? Did you ever see him on Tom Snyder? One no. Of the most, one of the most uncomfortable interviews ever when he was doing public image. And Tom Snyder is just kind of just like, he's being such a jerk to him. And Tom really? Snyder is so, starts pushing back. Like, it's, it's so, it's one of those, like, frustrating, like, like the worst of rock stars just acting like anything you say to me, you're an idiot. Now, joining me are Mr. John Lydon, who used to be known as Johnny Rotten, and uh, Mr. Keith Levine. And they are both associated now in something which is called Public Image Limited. limited. Is it limited or unlimited? Limited. Limited. What is that? Is it a band? Is it a public relations firm? What does it do and what is it? John Lydon we is so... We ain't a band. We're a company. John Lydon is so irritated for no reason, like so un <laughs> unreasonably irritated by this. All Tom Snyder has done is introduce yeah. this and then say, so please tell me about what this is. Yeah, he and, looks like he's about to have, a, like he's been waiting online for 20 hours yeah. and finally got to the beginning and they're like, yeah, it's okay, like we're going to ask you the same questions you've answered 25 times. Yeah. It's like he's at the airport getting flight after flight is bumped and he's sitting like for, for spending a day at the airport. And that's like how that's the level of frustration he has right now. Yeah. 30 seconds into this, said, this oh, interview. Yeah. We thought you could, we put you on this flight, but we just left. Yeah. Is it a band? Is it a public relations firm? What does it do? And what is it? We ain't no band. We're a company. Simple. Nothing to do with rock and roll. Do Duda. What kind Duda. of a company is it? What does it do? It's, it's just a communications a company. Huh? It's a communications company. To facilitate communications, how? Videos, movies, soundtracks for films, we hope soon. Sometimes we perform live gigs. That depends on how we feel. Just about anything that's available. When you perform a live gig, do you bring musical instruments to it? Yes. So far. Well, but you said it's not a band. It's a company. Company. Would Companies you rather not? can mess about with musical instruments. Okay. Okay. There's no limits. Would you rather not talk <laughs> about the company? No, I'd like to talk about it. I beg your pardon? This is why we are here. Well, I want you to talk about it, and I've made five passes at it, and so far I'm not well, getting anywhere. You've I... studied your history of us. I mean, come on, prompt. Well, I... Do your business. Uh, well, uh, we're jet lagged. Humor us. What kind of a company it is, and you've said it's a company that deals in communications. Well, it's simple, right? We'll do anything that we're offered if it's worthwhile. So, like, uh, at the moment, me and Keith want to dabble with film soundtracks. Dabble with film <laughs> sound. He, he <laughs> says that, and then John Lydon gives him the, the smile, the, the most, shit-eating grin. Yeah, this this smirky look, and just like Tom Snyder is just like you could just imagine this guy just being like, I try and I try, and I try. <laughs> just like you picture like the post episode meeting, like he's like, what was that? He lights his, he comes up like a, a PA is immediately yeah. puts a cigarette in his mouth and lights it and, puts a scotch in his and hand. And a scotch in his hand. Yeah, exactly. They just like 
walk up to him and just pour the scotch in his mouth. <laughs> Dude. Uh, this, is, this is also like a great sort of Abbott and this is like a straight man. And you know what I mean? Like, this is such a routine. He goes, well, I yeah. asked you five times. Yeah. Well, so okay. what? Yeah. I told you we're a company. It's very simple. Dude. Uh, All right. Well, I asked you, uh, okay, well, does this company, how are you not a bit? Companies can mess about with musical instruments. All right. Well, I'm feeling a little frustrated now. I'm just going to say doodah at the end of any kind of dismissive thing. Now I'm just going to go. That's how it is, isn't it? Doodah. <laughs> doodah. Oh I, I love this because it's also like someone's like someone came home and like their dad sucks and the yeah. kid also sucks. And they're having, oh, they're everyone having sucks dinner together, and yeah. they, neither one of them are trying to connect. Can we hear a little bit more? Tracks. What does that mean? I don't know what well, that is. We started off with Public Image Limited. We didn't want to be or have anything to do with rock and roll. So we thought being in a band and doing gigs wouldn't be the thing to do. I'll have a sig. But we, um, Would you like a sig? So we ended I'll, up I'll find a way to your American heart tour. yet, fellow. I'll tell you. Here. <laughs> we, we ended up doing an American tour, which um, definitely prompted us to stop. The Keith band Levine side is boring. And Keith Levine and is just boring. The company side of things. Both you and John have said that you don't want this to have anything to do with rock and roll. Why do you dislike rock and roll? So it's much. dead, it's a disease, it's a plague, it's been going on for too long, it's history, it's vile, it's not achieving anything, it's just digression. They play rock and roll at airports, that's about as like advanced as it can possibly get. But there it's was a, too limited. But there was a time when you didn't feel it that way. It is too much like a structure, a church. Yeah, but there was a religion, a, a farce. A time when you did not feel that way. What made you no, change? No, I've your... always felt this way. Even when you were with the Sex Pistols? I wondered when you'd get round to that one. Yes, even then. Because <laughs> the Sex Pistols was going to be the absolute end of rock and roll, which I thought it was. Unfortunately, the majority of the public, being the senile animals that they are, got that wrong. Too bad. <laughs> All right, now please, image, please, something please. This now, is great. can you please go to his I Can't Believe It's Not Butter commercial? And just as a little counterpoint. Wait, this is not real. This is real? This is real. Don, wait, he did a... No. Oh, get ready. Do I buy country life butter? Because it's British. Do I buy country life because I yearn for the British countryside? Or because it's made only from British milk? No, I buy country life because I think it tastes the best. It's not about Great Britain, it's about Great Butter. Wow. Well, I guess that's what the company, the company moved from, from, he did say it was a company, to be fair, and now they advertise butter at the company. Was Tom Snyder alive to see that commercial? I don't know. I, I'm i not sure what the timeline is with that. I do love I when he's like. I really hope so. When he's like, I'll have a cig. He sees Tom Snyder smokes and he says, I'll have a cig. And then Tom Snyder goes, you want a cig? 
cigarette. I'll get to your heart. I'll get to your heart. <laughs> like fella, like one way or another, I'm going to get to your heart fella. Why yet? Yeah. Fella. Imagine Tom Snyder watching, like just, in a, you know, hanging out at home. And then that commercial comes on. He'd be like, God damn it. Yeah. It's his butter. This is oh, the guy. What? That's the guy I told That's you about. The That's the guy. That's the guy. He's giving me attitude about airports and rock and roll. He's yeah. selling butter. It's the guy. Who damn was, it! It's the guy who was in a band, and I asked, and I I committed the sin of asking him about the band he was in, whether they were a band, and then, then he I said the band was a company, bands, and he said I was waiting till you got yeah. there. Yeah. Now, well, look, I'm just gonna say. I, at this point, I feel bad for those fleas. Honestly, I feel bad for the squirrels and the fleas. Yeah. And then John Lydon. Let me tell you about the squirrels and the <laughs> yeah. fleas. It's our new single, isn't it? What's next, Brett? All right, all right. I got um, got uh, another thing for you here. This is from uh, listener Colin, uh, and I, I wasn't aware of this, but uh, Colin. Um, informed us that there's this new trend uh on tiktok of planking um, planking <laughs> this is oh, something um, i'm telling you, this planking is crazy is it that thing where they all are quiet but then they all have wigs and they go blah, 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 and then they're quiet again the shuffle yeah 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 the shuffle the the shuffle, shuffle off to buffalo yeah so th- those are all big tiktok trends as well but the one that uh colin uh let us know about is that uh Apparently, there's a, a trend of, of babies cooking on TikTok. Uh, so, uh, you know, cooking tutorial videos very popular. Uh, but now babies are getting into the uh, getting into now, hold the game. On a second. This is not babies. I hope this is not what you're implying. This is not people cooking babies. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I thought that too for a second. Um, uh, I was very, very nervous to click on the link, but no, it's, it, it is it is babies who uh, are the chefs, chef babies. Oh, okay. Boss, babe, what, boss babies? Yeah, yeah, like it's um, similar to boss baby, uh, chef babies. Do they uh, do chef's kiss? Mwah! It's parents forcing the, but look, I'm not going to judge it. Let's check it out. Let's watch yeah, and look, some, some of them. So some of them are, are are actually I saw are are pretty talented at this. They actually are able to make uh, the dish and 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 present it. Uh, the the one that Colin sent us is this this uh, young kid uh, baby named Chef Cade, uh, and uh, it doesn't. Uh, this one doesn't quite go as, well, it's, as, it's, as this planned. Is, this is breast milk and pears. This is a recipe. Yeah, for I mean, what is it? It's strained peas and uh, breast milk. They're just taking Gerber's and, and dumping it upside down. And fingers, dirty fingers. Yeah. yeah. I believe Chef Kate is attempting to make cookies in this video with his That's grandmother. That's a baby. That's a, uh, it has hair. All right, infants. Yeah, yeah, young, yeah. Young men. All right, so let's watch this kid make. Something. Eating the butter though, okay? Okay. Good job, Kate. Kate, we have time for the butter. A cup of sugar, okay? Yes. Okay, you ready? Yeah. What is this? Um, sugar? Sugar. Okay, hold it over. Right. So the kid is just grabbing at the sugar. The kid, right. throws, the kid throws the stuff into the bowl because <laughs> mom, mom or grandma is teaching him to do it. 
and then he um he he throws it in and then reaches in and tries to eat anything he no, just he, threw in to the bowl. He just two fistfuls of sugar and threw it in his mouth. Yeah. And the the mob is like trying to take the bowl away from him. Yeah. He's got a stupid chef's hat on and a stupid apron like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's dressed like a little chef and, and <laughs> he's not doing a very good job of it. Every time he dumps something in a bowl, he grabs it and puts it in his mouth. What's next? After the sugar. <laughs> she slid the bowl. She slid, she slid the bowl a good foot away from him and he lunged at it and pulled a stick of butter out and tried to put the entire stick of butter in his mouth. Imagine if this was like Julia Child, if this is how she cooked, and she's like, no, you're going to put the chicken. And then she grabs the chicken and starts eating it before it's. Yeah. It has to be packed in there. So put it in. Don't eat the brown sugar. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's bite did he bite her? He just took a bite out of his arm. Yeah. She's restraining him, trying to it's like physically has an arm wrapped around him to keep him away from the bowl of butter and brown sugar. And then he bit her. He bit her arm. Well, he, she was also like don't eat the brown sugar. And he grabbed the cup of brown sugar and put it to his mouth yeah. like he was ladling soup into his face. <laughs> it's all over the counter now. <laughs> okay, here's my here's my question. Does this woman purposely keep this child very hungry before they make these videos? You mean so they get a good reaction from the well, kid? The fact that the child bit her arm to me is disconcerting. Yeah, I'll tell you one thing. I would not want to be uh, uh, stuck on an island with this kid. Chef Cade, you wouldn't want to dine at Chef Cade's restaurant? He'd picture me as a giant hamburger. He'd start chasing me around the island. Just the two of us <laughs> running around a single giant- palm tree mommy's arm or a giant stick of butter in yeah. a bowl with other things that probably tastes good if you grab them with your hands my feet feel like they're stand on we're making cookies and she's blending crack and put it in oh okay. yeah no we don't no, we went right for the raw egg <laughs> <laughs> they just put a raw they cracked an egg and put it in and he helped for a he second he like he like acted like he was behave well behaved for a second <laughs> and then made this lunge toward the bowl. It really is like cooking with a dog. I couldn't sleep the other night and I watched a bunch of Jackson Galaxy videos. Do you know who he is? No. Brett, do you know Jackson Galaxy? Tom and Brett, neither of you know who Ca- Jackson Galaxy is? He's like the cat whisperer. He calls himself Cat Daddy. Okay. Will you please Google him? He's got a very strange shaped head, but that's not his fault. He's very intelligent and he's good at cat behavior and he gives advice about cats and he, um, that's him. He keeps all, he goes around and he keeps um, cat toys in like a guitar, like a guitar case. Cause he's kind of got like a um, rockabilly kind of vibe to him. 
with the cats in the bay of the boat. I break a break a break a bow with the cats. I like rock and roll with the cats. Need to catify this okay. world in a big way because okay. what happened today was thoroughly predictable, right? right? It's their eye to eye, which is already a little bit offensive to the cat. We give Stella some vertical space here. They just did a cutaway to a cat swatting a child in the eye. That could not have been funnier. My cat. This is the name of this video. Jackson Galaxy's top tips for cat owners slash my cat from hell. That was the name of the show. He hosted a show called my cat from hell on animal okay. planet where people would say like our cats hate each other or our, our cat like bops our toddler constantly <laughs> or our cats try to kill each other. And he'd come over and say like, play with them. You jerks. You so know, that's a big, uh, yeah. that's a, that's a, you sell that one in the room when you just go, uh, Show's called mm-hmm. uh, "My Cat from Hell." They're like, yeah, "Yeah, we'll do, we'll do that, absolutely." There's a blank check. Yeah, "My Cat from Hell." Yeah, it's thirty episodes. Start Wait, do you see the guy who's going to host it? And he comes in and he's got a look, and, and they like, just go oh sixty God. episodes. Then they just yeah. go, "Did I say thirty? I meant 60. And it's like, "Well, do you know what his name is?" Like, what? Jackson Galaxy. Did I say sixty? I meant a hundred. <laughs> Their heads all explode. Yeah. I meant you make episodes until until you want to stop making them. And then they unzip their bodies and their cats. Yeah. Then they just. Executives. So. They eat them alive. Let's watch a little more. Stella could be up on a perch somewhere looking down, watching as Avery does these unpredictable movements. And this one owns the floor. Right. And the four-legged owns the sky. Yeah. Even though I'm ditching a lot of work on you guys. The payoff is so huge. That's why I'm excited right now. Because I really think that you're set up to do a really cool thing right now. I want you to get what I call a diffusion post. Just a big scratching post and put it right by those chairs in the kitchen. The cats get into trouble when they have straight lines at each other. The diffusion post acts as a traffic circle. So a cat can get away from another cat. Because right where that bunch of exes are. He's he's going to his house. These people got these bad cats. And he's saying put a post right in the middle of the room. Yeah. This is what I would do. That's true. You have to put a scratching post up. Otherwise, they're going to tear up your furniture. This is not how I would handle it. Oh, no. This is what I would do. I take the cat. I sit down with the cat. I just go, hey, you got a real temper, huh? (laughs) And, like, I pace back and forth. And then, then I sit and turn the chair around. Like in that Michelle Pfeiffer movie, and I sit yes. backwards on the chair uh-huh. across from the cat. I go, Yeah, guess what? If you don't shape up, I'm gonna throw you in the woods. <laughs> and then I just say, I'll throw you in the woods. <laughs> and then the cat will be like, Oh, yeah, you're gonna throw me in the woods? I'm like, yeah, I will throw you in the woods. And then uh, I say, you got 24 hours to shape up or guess who's getting thrown in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I like have like a video I shot that like they play on a DVD, but they pretend it's television and the cat can see it's of me. It's like, a, it's a fake news report of me throwing a cat in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cat will be like oh crap that guy means business 
he wasn't bluffing with this throw me in the woods business. I better, I better get my act together. And then, and then the dog comes in and he's like, "Fake news." Yeah, the dog's just like, "Oh, actually, that's not uh, uh, the DVD player is playing. That's not, yeah." But that's what I would do. I'd scare the crap out of the cat. Just look him right in the face. I'll throw you in the woods. I'm telling <laughs> you right now. You having a good time in this house? Always water. There's always food. Right, you have a great time. You got your little toys, all the stuff. Since that infant arrived, do you think any I of that would... stuff's in the woods? Oh my god! You think there's a bowl of water in the woods? <laughs> well, guess what? When I throw you in the woods, you're gonna find out. <laughs> <laughs> and be called Cat Fixer. Will be the name of my show, Cat Fixer. Cat fixer, enough is enough. I'm Tom Sharpling, and I am the cat fixer. I'll straighten your cat out. You just have to sign this waiver that says I do have permission to potentially throw your cat in the woods. No, 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 Tom, no, no. You can't but the thing is, do it. You no, don't actually. No, you can never do it. No, it's the cat needs to see the waiver. Oh, I see. The cat needs to like catch a glimpse of the owner signing the thing that says like. Wait, article two of that said you could act. This guy actually can throw me in the woods. No, they're not messing around. I better, I better, I better start. Uh, I better fly right. And the theme for Cat Fixer is going to be uh, Wu Tang Clan cream, except it'll be cats. Cats rule everything around me, and I'll and I'll be like, not when the Cat Fixer is here. <laughs> like the the people will be like. Cats rule everything around me. And I'll just be like, not with the cat fixer. Or like, you, you could be like, until now. Because I'm going to throw your cat in the woods. <laughs> no, I said you have to say, I'm going to tell your cat that I'm going to throw him in the woods. And then yeah. and then you're like, hey, cats, look away. And then you say to the camera, I'm not really going to do it. I'm just going to scare the crap out of your cat. I'm going to throw him in the woods. Stop saying that. You're not going to. I mean, you, you might actually have to do it though, because the the only no the only, the only no hole in, no well because I was gonna say the only hole in this is that my I have a cat that would perceive that as a reward. If you told her you're gonna throw her in the woods, mm-hmm. I think that would yeah she would be she would be thrilled. It would <laughs> yeah, take a what? couple. It would take a couple like, days though for her to realize. Finally, you know. no more of the mustard man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <with his> yeah. <laughs> stupid headphones on, talking yeah. to other idiots. Yeah. On that stupid computer screen, which, by the yeah. way, is very warm. And every time I try to sit on it, he acts like an asshole. On the season finale of Cat Fixer, Tom squares off against the ultimate cat. <laughs> will he throw the? Will he actually throw a cat in the woods? If this cat, because and then it's a clip of Brent's cat being like, "I want to go to the woods," well, guess and what? you like tearing your hair out. Well, I got a new curveball here. You want to go in the woods? Guess what? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're getting thrown in the sewer. <laughs> you like that? Sewer doesn't sewer don't seem so appealing, does it? There's lots of rats down there, Tom. Yeah, there's also chuds down there though. Cats don't know what chuds are. Well, they're gonna when they watch the news report, they will. <laughs> The, the cat sits there and watches the DVD play of a news report. Who about- is hosting this news report? 
Is there like an anchor that's like Bill today Butel. in downtown Los Angeles? Bill Butel. <laughs> the getting, cat picture strikes again. We're getting the CG. We're getting the CG rights to do Jim Jensen. Uh, bring him back from the dead. Do a hologram. Our top story: the cat fixer recently threw three cats into a sewer because they were and naughty they were- and didn't listen when they asked. We were asked not to scratch the furniture or. Uh, attack their infant and a related report uh there's been an influx of chuds in the sewer <laughs> and they like eating cats now and then you have to you have to interview me dressed up like a chud yeah it'd be you dressed like a chud and be just like then it'd be like and now we go to uh willard scott with the weather well hey everybody uh and then the chud comes and attacks him him, yeah the cats will be like we gotta take out the cat fixer we gotta kill him (laughs) coordinating an attack on me six cats (laughs) (laughs) with knives you wouldn't be scared if you woke up and there were six cats on your on your bed staring at you is that a cat with a machete? No, it's just six cats in a semicircle. Mm-hmm. You wake up. Two are on your chest. Mm-hmm. Two are to the right of you. Two are to the left of you. And they're all staring at you. But the you thing wake is, up. these cats don't realize. They think it's me and they realize that it's a dummy in the bed. Like they come <laughs> and they, like they get me. And they're like, wait, that's not him. And then I'm outside. And then I blow the house up. I blow the whole house up and I'm just like I was like I'll throw all you cats in the woods (laughs) you thought I was joking Animal Planet's like (laughs) we talked to Tom Animal Planet's just like I think Cat Fixer's a little (laughs) (laughs) season two seems to be maybe off message yeah (laughs) well Little also, bit off we can't message. afford the budget of destroying your own yeah. house is like more than we we can't get the insurance for it. Hey, can we look? Can we just go over? It's like uh, this house that got blown up. Uh, yes, that's not exactly part of the. We we kind of don't have the latitude for that in the budget. Right, Did and you, you're like, no, you're right. That was a dumb idea, and then you realize it's a cat on the phone, like imitating your voice. Yeah. You know where I am, and I realize the cats know where I am. Then I they all like. <laughs> It was like a trick. Just like, it's me versus the cats. I'll fix all you cats. I'll fix all of you. I'll throw you in the woods. I'll throw you in the sewer. I think you should get, well, if you were doing this, would you be willing to make yourself look like Jackson Galaxy? Like shake oh, your yeah, head absolutely. and do the sideburns, the earrings, and the without necklace, a doubt, the tattoos, and the broccoli shirt? Okay, That would be a part of the deal. Okay. That sounds like this week's uh, Photoshop challenge. Oh. oh my God! People send the most horrifying photoshops of <laughs> Ronald McDonald without makeup. Yeah, that sucked because those are truly upsetting. Like you picture Ronald McDonald without makeup seems like a maniac. God, is like uncanny valley stuff. Well, everybody, thanks for listening to Double Threat. It is a joy to do, and we're glad you guys are so into it, and we love the artwork and all the ideas and the fun stuff with that. And whatever you do, I do not want to see any cat fixer artwork. 
Of me throwing <laughs> cats in the woods. No, not throw. If if listen, okay. If you do any cat fixer artwork, do not show Tom throwing cats in the woods. Do show Tom Photoshop to look like Jackson Gallows. One that you can do it. Just <laughs> no, please don't. Just do don't it. do a bunch of them. Just don't do a bunch of them. Don't or don't show them to me. Make it tasteful. Don't do it. What if it's my cat who wants to go into the woods? No! And then it's... Oh, well, maybe. No, yeah, as long as no. he's smiling. I don't want that one. I don't want that one to exist. This is not about making the cats happy. This is about scaring cats into behaving. Check us out on where you get podcasts <laughs> at Apple Podcasts and wherever you access podcasts. Subscribe and rate the show and give us great reviews. It helps. And Follow uh, us on social media at Double Threat Pod and send us or send Brett stuff for us to watch and talk about at uh, Double Threat Pod at gmail.com and um, buy merch. There's a merch link in the show notes and there's some great stuff. You can get a Fruit Please shirt or you, you can get me and Tom as Beavis and Butthead. And- because all this stuff, people say, are we a, is this a podcast? And it's a common thing. I say, no, it's a company. <laughs> No, we're a company. We're a company, and we we're do all the things you do. do uh, I was dog. waiting for you to mention that. Well, you, it? You, used you used to be a podcast? Used to do, uh, how's, your, how's your week in uh, best show? But I we was were waiting, waiting for you to, to mention that. that. Well, I've asked you 10 times now, and I'm getting a little frustrated. Dude. Uh... <laughs> all right. Thanks, everybody. See you next week. All right. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.